0: You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. And there it is. The record was broken for your sound clip of the week, George. It's all over.
1: Well, Steph Curry is now the leading three-point shooter in NBA history, most three-pointers made. I guess we, we knew this was going to eventually be broken by him. Cool. But did you, I really like a couple things here. It's kind of nice that this mattered so much, but I was actually kind of surprised that they stopped the game. I thought he was going to hit the three and we're just going to keep going with the game, but the stoppage of a game really did surprise me. Didn't expect it. Uh,
0: I expected the stoppage of the game. Didn't expect them to like put on the music and like hand out the Jersey and take pictures. I thought they'd stop the game, give him the ball, do a wave. And then like at the end of the half, like do a little bit of the pictures and all that stuff. Because I, I relate it to um NFL when Drew Brees broke that touchdown record that was gonna be later broken that year by Tom Brady. Like and they knew that they stopped and they gave him a certificate mid-game. Right. Remember that? Even yeah. though it was a record that was the certificate.
1: Be they should start giving more certificates for records. Here's a certificate, you'll hang it on your
0: wall. Elementary school style. It's like oh, here's gold, your gold certificate. star certificate. Yeah, like what, what what kind of why are you giving him a certificate mid-game? Like the game ball is probably enough. He's gonna get like some jerseys hung, whatever it is. But back to Steph Curry, I think they overplayed it a little bit yesterday. But when you really deeply think about it, um it's one of those records that might never be broken in the history of the NBA. Um, and it made me think a little deep, George, about Steph Curry, mm-hmm. which is he does something which is like the most valuable part of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, the most like understood part of the game, right For any normal human being. Like what is basketball? You shoot the ball. He does it better not only than anybody in the world, but even the other professionals that no matter their size, strength, how they're born, he's just the best to put the ball in the hoop, right? He's not LeBron size. He's not a giant. But regardless of size, he's like the greatest at the main attribute of basketball, which is like shooting a basketball.
1: Right. And there's like no debate to it either, right? Like there's no one who's debating that there's a better three-point shooter in the history in the NBA than Steph Curry. It's yeah, just not like even... Ray Allen. Quick, <laughs> like, no, like, no it's Steph not. Curry. And it's very easy. Um, it kind of like... I was trying to think about it, and I, I, I've i heard so many takes. I don't want to copy any, so I'm going to go with a take I thought of myself. And it's not like a take show, but kind of reminds me, in a weird way, of Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth came in and changed the way baseball was played. People used to sh- hit literally like... Eight home runs a year, 10 home runs a year. The home run wasn't really like the biggest deal in baseball. Then he had 714 home runs. And I think second place when he retired was at like 310 home runs. And he like out like literally crushed the record so hard that it didn't seem like it was ever gonna get beaten. It got beaten by Hank Aaron. And then it took a guy taking injecting horse steroids into every part of his body in Barry Bonds to also break it. And I think that's where Steph Curry is. I think like you said, it's a record that is going to stand for a really long time because he set the mark so high. So it's going to need someone just as good of a shooter as him to come into the league and play for a long time to ever beat it. Yeah.
0: I, I don't, I don't think this was, I don't think the Steph Curry breaking the record required a take or a comparison. Cause I don't think there is one. Um, I, I don't think it relates to Babe Ruth personally, I think mm-hmm. Steph Curry is different. Steph Curry is in the new age, the new era. Babe Ruth is pre-camera statistics other athletes being as good as you. Mm-hmm. Um I always will diminish a little bit like the Bill Russell, Babe Ruth type of things in sports a little bit mm-hmm. because there was n- people didn't grow up dedicating their lives to these games. People weren't as athletic. Your opponents weren't as good. What yeah. Steph Curry's done is at the peak Of a in 2021, like 175 years into the NBA, like he is the best at something that nobody's even come close. Babe Ruth and Bill Russell, for example, or Wilt Chamberlain, for example, when he scored Mm -hmm. 100 points, right? These were coming with lesser competition in a less bigger era of less teams, less competition, less all this, right? What Steph Curry did is the opposite. He's doing it in a time where everybody is trying to attain the skill he attained. Mm-hmm. And there's more and more great athletes, and there's more. Look, so for me, with what Steph did, it's even bigger than those guys from the from the back in the days, because Steph took the singular thing you do in the sport in this day and age, not like at the beginning of the sport. Uh, and as advanced as the game has gotten, nobody can figure out how to do it as good as him. The thing with Babe Bruce. Or Will Chamberlains or Bill Russells. I think people have figured out how to be as good as them, even if the numbers aren't mm. as dominating. I don't know if anybody, because what Steph did is such a precise thing. I don't know if anybody's ever going to break it. I really don't, and I don't think mm. I don't think I think he changed the game for this era, but I don't think he's changed it forever because there's not going to be that many people that can do what he did. There's going to be that mix where you have guys like Giannis winning championships again who don't shoot threes as much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to look at it. I totally get where you're coming from. I just wonder like, if 50, 60, 70, 80 years from now, baby roof was 100 years from now, in the year 2,121, if we'll be singing a different tune. I mean, you probably won't be singing that tune because we'll probably not be doing a podcast at that point unless modern medicine is really fucking advanced by then and we can live that long. Um, but it's an interesting point because you're right. Like, I mean, he is doing it at a time where, you know, I, I guess we could have said that even in Babe Ruth's era, like this is the best athleticism we've ever seen, in, in which it was in the 1930s. And now today is the best athleticism we've ever seen. But I don't necessarily think athleticism is going to change so much in the next 100 years, as much as it changed in the previous 100 years. That's just, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's, yeah, that's your point.
0: That's why what Steph did is so, like football right now, right? These guys can't, and the game's going to have to shift and get even a little maybe less aggressive. These guys that play in the NFL right now, the NBA, can't get any bigger, stronger, or faster. You're not going to have seven foot nine people running like LeBron James. Like there's I can't a, certain wait level there's a where... seven
1: foot nine player running like LeBron James and I can uh, Giannis like... <laughs> is like,
0: um, Giannis is almost there, but the whole point is there's a, there is a stoppage to the growth, no matter what anyone believes today's basketball or today's baseball or today's football compared to even 25 years ago, the people are stronger, faster, more technology, more advanced. Um, and and the reality is so is the human race. There's more competition in general. Like in the 1950s, there wasn't as much competition to make the NBA as there is in 2021 and as many programs and as Mm -hmm. many athletic people and the people that dedicate their lives to it. So I just think what Steph Curry did, and I'm not a Steph Curry lover. That's an interesting part of this podcast. I'm usually the, the non Steph Curry obsessor here. And what I, I think what he did, does not deserve a comparison like a Babe Ruth or anybody. Like, it doesn't require a take. What he did is he's the greatest shooter of all time, and it'll never be debated. Babe Ruth being the best player ever is always going to be debated because people didn't watch him. And it was so long ago before real right. cameras and real things. Same with Wilt. Some people don't believe Wilt scored 100 points in a game. And so, but what Steph Curry did, nobody can ever do. Like, yeah, unless and- the game changes to the point where everybody's shooting 23s a game. <laughs> right.
1: And, and the reason why, like, first of all, so I guess you were saying what Steph Curry did was impressive. Uh, that's kind of what I got out of what you're yes, saying. <laughs> but, uh, but no, really, the only reason I compare him to Babe Ruth is what you said. Like, it took literally, I think, until Hank Aaron came in, he never hit even 50 home runs in a year. It was just longevity. It took until people like... um Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were hitting 65 home runs a year to approach that Babe Ruth 60 home run mark, and that's where I put it. I think it's just going to take a really long time ever again to see anyone shooting. So to your point, threes in the rate that Steph Curry shoots—that's basically the difference, difference. Though, is I think it was easy.
0: I think it was easy. Oh for sure, Babe Ruth. sure, easy was not easy. F- I think it was easy for Wilt Chamberlain. Like, there's a reason nobody can score 100. It's not because Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain is not even considered the go-to basketball. But it was easy for him then. There wasn't other as many other seven-foot freaks like him. Now in the NBA today, there's a bunch of them, right? Like what, what Steph Curry mm-hmm. did is doing it against other people like him. And the crazy thing with Steph Curry, George, is he's the lesser of those people. Like the NBA has advanced and people like LeBron and Giannis and Jude, like these monsters, like the monsters from Space Jam have evolved. But Steph's not even one of them and he's doing it in that league, which is crazy. He's the guy that looks like the rest of us.
1: Honestly, I think out of everything you said, that's the greatest point of them all. Like that's really he's doing something that none of that literally I feel like I can do. I feel like you can do. Like I we can. I, I don't you not know, like which is not as good, but I can go and shoot a three. I can't watch LeBron James dunk over three guys and put his like penis in someone's face and be like, I'm gonna do that today. I can't.
0: Yeah, I, she, first of all, he doesn't jump that high. There's no, it, it, it's not used to that level. Yeah, not not that. It's not against seven footers.
1: Oh, get, get Damon Jones on this podcast. That's one guy. That's one guy. <laughs> uh, but LeBron's
0: athleticism, like that, that was the exact point. Wilt Chamberlain was playing against six foot four mailmen, like maybe six foot mailmen. Like he was playing against the Steph Currys was like the the guy that matched up to him was Steph Curry and he's a seven footer and now Steph Curry's playing against guys that are like Wilt Chamberlain and he's the best shooter of all time and he's the leading scorer in the NBA it's pretty insane what he's doing and I don't think he'll ever be caught and I think it's the biggest record we're gonna see until LeBron beats Ron. the all-time scoring record yeah, but it, I'm which just is saying a bigger deal, obviously. But
1: yeah, I, but I'm is, just saying, and you know, I'm more of the Steph guy than the LeBron guy. Like you're more of the LeBron guy than the Steph guy. But when LeBron breaks the record for most points scored, there better be like a trophy presentation. If we're gonna, like, that's the biggest record. That's the greatest stat of all time that you can achieve. Yeah. So I just, I'm just saying, I hope we keep the same energy, which we will. Like, oh my god, um, George,
0: when LeBron. There might be confetti, like if it's at Staples, Center. and that's not even in like a joking way. Like mm. it is, it's an accomplishment that some people might have thought in the next fifty years wouldn't have been broken.
1: Honestly, though, and- can I be honest? I like it. I kind of like records. Be like, it's an achievement. I don't. I really don't mind it. Like usually, I'm like, oh, don't celebrate the little things. But like, all right, you get it, you get a half an hour here. Like, let's enjoy these records being broken because. Like, you know, the way they say records were made to be broken, and they really were. I I enjoy seeing records be broken. I really do. I do, too. And that's why I like when they're broken in these eras, though, because you get to see them,
0: and that means there's possibly a chance for them to break. When a guy like Will Chamberlain scores a 100, it's because the competition's not there, and it's never going to be broken, and that makes it less fun. Like, no one's ever going to score 100
1: in the NBA game, which makes it less fun.
0: I, think, someone
1: will. Curry, I, I think so. I honestly think so. I think one day someone will score close. 100 points in an NBA game. We saw Kobe do 81. That's only, with the three point shot now. Like it's really hard, right? It's super duper hard, but I could see someone. I I, I think one day in my lifetime, we will see someone mm-hmm. score 100 points in an NBA game. If Steph Curry couldn't score 100 points
0: in an NBA game, I personally believe if Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, or Steph Curry. Couldn't or Michael Jordan couldn't score hundred points in an NBA game. I think personally, this is a made-up statistic, just like yours is. I think there's a zero percent chance it's ever broken because the games only there's going to be less good shooters than Steph Curry on the way.
1: Yeah, but here's the difference. <laughs> I'm going to just tell you my difference real quick. I think the combination of so I don't think someone like Steph could break it. I think it would take someone like Durant or Kobe Bryant who were lethal mid-range, getting to the basket and the three-point line. I think you need to be good at all three to break that record and get to the line. You mean you mean Devin Booker. Like a Devin 10. Booker who scored how many did he score 70? 70.
0: He will yeah. never in his life even get he scored 70 by putting up 20 in the last 10 minutes in
1: a garbage yeah. time.
0: Just like, you know, I just I don't think it's possible.
1: It's not worth I, even debating cuz yeah, it's not like, worth debating unless it happens, but if yeah. it happens, I'm 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 going to be doing backflips. I want to watch it happen. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would love to watch it happen, but it's not going to, unfortunately. Like, and at least anytime soon. If Steph Curry's not doing it, no one's doing it. Clay Thompson will do it on his return. Yeah. I mean, Clay Thompson can't even stay on the court for more than 15 minutes in the last three years. I'm sure he won't uh, score 100 points short. I hope he that does. Was, that was a poor one. That was a poor joke right there. Steph, like Clay I know. Thompson. I thought you could have you came up with something better than that. Well,
1: didn't he have what called Thompson had like 15, three quarters? Was that what 16. it was? Or 16, three quarters? That's yeah, thirty so a quarter.
0: Needed, he would have needed forty
1: <laughs> more in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, quarter. <laughs> and people six, would be know.
0: guarding him. Th- that's where you got to remember this: w- Will Chamberlain was not guardable with against a six foot white guy, like over a seven two Will Chamberlain. But uh, I like Clay Thompson. If he has eighty two points with seven minutes to go, what are teams doing? They're not letting yeah, him break. The th- record.
1: That's the only thing that would stop it. Like people are going to make sure. Out of every circum, like you cannot imagine being the guy who got like guarding the guy who got. Uh- I mean, Jalen Rose gets made fun of letting for eighty one. Uh, for eighty one, imagine being the guy who gives up a hundred. It would be devastating. It'd be quite devastating. It would be Russell Westbrook.
0: He's too gross <laughs> to let that. It's not. It's not. There's not a single person that can do it, or it's gonna happen on. No, I know. I, it's it's not probably
1: happening. not never gonna happen, but I can ho- hope. Kid has dreams. Well, for those that are listening to this
0: is going to be our intro. Uh, every episode, we are going to basically do a soundbite of the week. And if there's nothing amazing that week, we'll probably be like a throwback soundbite, something we to talk about. Yeah. But we'll enter every pod. Sometimes the last 15 mm-hmm. minutes like this, sometimes it'll be three minutes for all we know. Yep. But I do want to move forward because we have a bunch of stuff today, George. We have Let's a bunch of it. stuff. We have outside of our soundbite that we started with, we're doing NFL, our three stooges and three kings of NFL quarterbacks. We are doing our King, Jack, and Joker, which is the king is like the best player of the week. Jack is the prince, the young stud in the NBA, and the Joker is the thing to some, thing or somebody to laugh about in the NBA. Um, so we'll be doing those segments. And at the end, we have a
1: Christmas themed, what do we call it? Questionnaire. What was it called? I mean, this one is just like debatable topics, controversial topics. Some not so controversial. Some are controversial, but that's what they well, call maybe. them But uh, Go ahead. Uh, that's what they call them on BuzzFeed, controversial topics. But I wouldn't say all of them are controversial. Like for us, we've read through some of them. For us, some of them weren't controversial, but right.
0: it could be to somebody else or a different family in the Christmas world. Yeah. But we'll get to that at the end, and anyone listening, these will be time stamped in the description of the podcast. So if you're looking for certain things at certain times, don't forget to check out those timestamps. stamps. Um, but I think we should, uh, get I know your wrong. king's gonna be, yeah, we should do NFL, right? Because we just did a lot of NBA there. We'll get back to NFL and then back to NBA. And uh, let's do our kings,
1: or what did we, do? we usually do our stooges first, right? Okay, yeah, as a kings, that's um, oh yeah, kings. I was thinking about the king of the card NBA. Uh, we do Stooges first. All right. Well, I'm gonna let's preface this really quick because I have a feeling,
0: unfortunately, this week is gonna be another easy one for the Kings and Stooges.
1: All right. So I have a little bit of a controversy on one of the Kings, but we'll get to that a little bit later. The if Stooges it's Aaron
0: are... Rodgers, I'm gonna be so annoyed. No, no,
1: Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> okay. definitely a King. Are you kidding me? Um. Okay. So let's start with the Stooges vote first, Sammy. I think we have. Uh, Basically, I'll I'll start it off. I think we have we talked about it before the podcast during prep. We are in complete agreement, and I'm I'm just gonna throw the names out there: Trevor Lawrence, Cam Newton, and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson.
0: We thought about Davis Mills for a second, but then I convinced George. Like he threw for 300 yards, a touchdown, and no picks, and didn't play that bad. Um, And And Zach Wilson played a little worse. So we got to give a little bit worse break. Also, Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft. Davis mills, like a third rounder this year. Like if anyone, Trevor Lawrence, if anyone should be playing better, it's those Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Yep. Uh, not Davis mills.
1: I agree. And I think this one is really easy. Like I could, we could go on and give you the explanations. Why? Um, I'll just explain one thing with Cam Newton. It's hilarious because every time I see him on Red Zone channel, he's celebrating like they won the goddamn Super Bowl. And I'm like, man, Cam Newton must be playing really good. And then two weeks in a row, I was like, oh, Cam Newton got benched. Last time I saw him on Red Zone channel, he was celebrating. <laughs> so it's kind of like a funny, weird uh, dynamic of Cam Newton. If you watch the Carolina Panther games, Cam Newton is the worst quarterback in the NFL. If you watch the Red Zone channel, Cam Newton's is the best quarterback in the NFL.
0: Um, no disagree because if you watch the Red Zone channel, you'll actually also see him getting benched at some point in the game. You would just think that he makes a couple crazy plays, which is what happens. He has like a three yard rush. You would just think he's an over celebrator, um which is exactly what's going on. He celebrates three yard rushing touchdowns um and then you' little do you know the next you know next red Zone segment you see a graphic that cam Newton's two for Two for 14 with 12 yards and a touchdown. And he's getting benched by, for PJ Walker. And then you're like, wow, he's been playing really bad. He just loves to celebrate those two yard rushes. And uh, I mean, it's been downhill since he did the whole screaming, I'm back in the
1: camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was his first play. Of both. I mean, he had a, another touchdown later on. And then, I mean, just God, like, I, I feel like b- it was all b- downhill. B- Nothing good has happened since. Well, he won the starting job after that, so he's a couple of good things. I was on the bench before that. I'm back. Yeah, but that's because it was just he was
0: in the locker room for two days. The plan was to start him the following week, anyway. Right, right. Like right. whether he rushed for his one yard rushing touchdown in that game, I'm pretty sure he would have been the starter the next week over PJ Walker, whatever the guy's name is. PJ Walker. He's not.
1: Is he going to be the starter moving forward? This is where my one thing that confuses. I don't know. I I think if Sam Darnold's ready and healthy, I think Sam Darnold is. And I know people are going to be upset mm-hmm. about that. Like, what are you doing? Give Sam Darnold. Like, they want to evaluate things. They know that Cam Newton's not their quarterback of the future and probably not even good enough. Or too big of a distraction to be the backup of a future. And plus, when you have a backup quarterback, you want someone who can come in and actually throw the football, not just be a running decoy. So maybe Cam Newton stays on the football team as a guy who comes in on red zone packages because he's effective there, right? Once they get inside the red zone or the five-yard line, bringing him in to run a wildcat, he's great. He's maybe the best in the league at doing it. But, like, throwing the ball between the 20s, that's where Cam Newton's really bad. So I – I don't know if he's a starter or not the starter, but I do want to say I think Bill Belichick deserves some praise here for making Cam Newton look like a competent starting quarterback last year.
0: Yeah, well, Bill Belichick's a good coach. so Something um, like that. It kind of finds a way. Sam Darnold's probably not – I don't know. All of them are going to be playing back and forth. Even Matt Roy, I guess I looked it up. He said we have to wait and see, but all I'm saying is that he's out right now and he's not a factor. And that was after he got pulled off the IR. So,
1: okay, makes sense.
0: I don't know if they trust any of them. Like, I mean, I, the I day, wouldn't, the, <laughs> would you? The Carolina, pa- no, if the Carolina Panthers could get a new quarterback this offseason, that's probably what they're gonna do.
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> they're going for just John Watson, they're going for someone at the draft. Uh, Pickett from Pittsburgh, I think, would be an option. Whatever's available, they're gonna go for it. Like, I don't think they can go into next season with. Cam Newton, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold. They can't. Well,
0: I mean, they're obviously. I mean, they can not. technically. But they're, but I mean, Cam
1: Newton's not even on contract for next year. So, well, he's not going to be out of the league, right? I mean, I think Cam Newton might, oh God, I know I was going to say self aware enough to realize that he's not a starter, but maybe Cam Newton's not self aware enough to realize he's not a starter. I was going to say, we don't know that.
0: So, who knows? But that was easy. The Stooges for the week. Cam Newton, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, it's less exciting I think it's the same ones last week outside of we had Taysom Hill instead of Zach Wilson. We had Taysom
1: Hill, Taysom Hill instead of Zach Wilson, who got the win. Still not a believer in him. Just want to make sure everyone knows that. He was playing the Jets, for God's sake.
0: Taysom Hill still sucks, okay? Just to make sure you guys don't get it twisted. He also had
1: 175 yards and no touchdowns. So nothing. Yeah, and they there also had. ran for two touchdowns. So I don't, I don't care know. about his damn runs. He's I, a running back. I do. I know he is running back. He's not even a good running Him back.
0: Him and Cam Newton. If he was, a, if he was like lined up as a running back, he's not a good running back. So
1: you're only saying that because he's a white running back? No, because
0: he's not a good running back. I also, know. Cam Newton's not a good running back. Different skin color, still not a good quarter, running back. Um, there's a reason they don't play running back in the NFL. So let's get rid of Taysom Hill. Don't like him. But.
1: All right. Well, Sammy has left the chat for a second, and I don't know why. Um, welcome to the podcast. I don't even know if we're going to keep this segment on the podcast. And Sammy's back. Sammy, you disappeared. I don't know if uh, what happened there, but you're back. I pressed exit. Oh, That's all that happened. We
0: have the, I, I also, I can. by the way, for those that don't know on this podcast, I can hear George. We're in opposite spaces here, but I can hear him. You're not very good at holding it together when I leave. Just keep I talking. To
1: ta- I, I, well, we are moving Listen, on. We're like done. Yeah. Like, you can I just go like, oh, right. oh, We're
0: starting with the King. Sam will probably be back. Like, you don't have to, if you just didn't even mention it, you'd probably, nothing would even probably happen. Just, oh, oh, we're moving on to the Kings. Uh, and here's where we're going. But. You know what? I, you know I, I didn't I know, know don't, where you went. I, know I didn't know if you were coming back. I, I, don't, I don't know Just if
1: saying. you disappeared. I don't know if you disappeared. I don't know if you went to another galaxy. I have no idea what happened. You're wearing all a tie dye shirt. You might believe in aliens. You might have been abducted. I don't know if I can trust you in controversy. Is all I'm saying. But ten seconds
0: gone. Couldn't even hold it together. Well, I'm, ten seconds.
1: I I can. You can see I rely on 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 your uh, banter here.
0: I guess. Well, let's get to the kings. Let's do it. Uh. I have my three Kings.
1: I know and, you do. And I have two of them that are the same.
0: You have Ray Rogers and Brady. I mean, this is uh, people listening to this podcast. They should know from last week, Rogers and Brady are always on there. Yeah. Um, because somehow the two oldest quarterbacks like that are starting in the NFL, two of the three, or maybe they're the two oldest are still the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazily. <laughs> However, that works. Um, and my third is going to be Mahomes. I think last week we had Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, and I, I want, I, I'm i okay with either one of them, but I don't know what or why we don't have Herbert over Mahomes. The season, um, and I, I'm good either way, so that, don't get me wrong. And I think Thursday night with Thursday night football, this is going to end a debate. Whoever wins that game is going to probably end up being the third king because they play each other. Um, last week, Herbert outplayed Mahomes again. They both won, and Herbert on the season overall has just had absolutely better stats than Patrick Mahomes, and it's not just a stats game. I understand that. He has more yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions, and a better QBR, and he outplayed him last week. So I don't know. I'm okay with Mahomes. I'm not, like, super opposed to Mahomes, but I want to know why is Patrick Mahomes, other than the team's record, which a lot of it's been carried by the defense until last week, is better than Justin Herbert for the kings right now
0: you just said it for me afc west leading team right now is the kansas city chiefs they've won six straight games mm-hmm. and as much as we can sit here um and we can debate you know who's better this year numbers wise this and that the chargers have been a roller coaster been the two Winning, they, you. I think we all know that it's a classic Chargers thing, right? It's, they've been a roller coaster. Yes. The franchise is a roller coaster. It's like the Minnesota Vikings, another great example. They're always, there's always something missed, kicks. It's always a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs started off as a roller coaster, but have rattled off six straight, and they still lead this division. Until I see Justin Herbert pass Patrick Mahomes in this division. To me, it's not all about the little statistics here and there because at the end of the day, if you had one game, one matchup, first, well, that's this is a side part, but first of all, they have the lead in the division already. And if you had one game, one matchup today, if we're just saying flip a coin, right? Because they're pretty even right now, Mm -hmm. you most I'd probably say you'd take Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, probably, but you know what? We're going to find out Thursday night because I think, I think this is. I think this is just like uh old bias right now f- with you. I really do because I don't think you, you are really sitting here telling me that record is the only thing that matters. That's it. So like, if, no, let's just that's say not what I'm saying. No, let me just, just, hear me just
0: I have a question. So hear me out.
1: Okay. I'll hear you your
0: out. questions. Because all I'm saying is once again, is that over the last six weeks, Mm-hmm. The Chiefs and the team and all of it has been more consistent in my eyes. And we gave the upper hand to Justin Herbert last week mm-hmm. because what you said, Patrick Mahomes hasn't had that game where the Chiefs, you know, have offense blew up and did this. Well, they finally did this week. Uh, I think they won what, 44 to something against the Raiders.
1: Yes. 44 something against the Raiders.
0: So for me, they're still first in the division. And I just see it as I don't know, like Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter if there's some bias. They, like there's a reason somebody like Tom Brady always started off our. Like for example, Aaron Rodgers. He was they had the one of the worst week ones of all time, mm-hmm. right? He was in our Stooges week one, and within the next week, we moved them up to the Kings, basically. But that's because. Of how good we know he is when he showed that he's actually perfectly fine, mm-hmm. that it was okay to have him there. I mean, like if you look at Justin Herbert has more yards and more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do, are we considering uh, Justin Herbert better than Aaron Rodgers? No. There's some. There is some bias, I guess, with how good these players are. And right, no, no, totally,
1: totally. I, I just think that Patrick Mahomes struggles this year. Were pretty evident most of the year he hasn't been good he had one good game where they played the Raiders I don't know I, I don't like it but I'll give you Patrick Mahomes I'm gonna give it to you but they play each other this week so it's really gonna settle it so I'm not really like that concerned about it because I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are gonna lose to the Chargers this week and then they're gonna be ahead of him in the division anyway well that's why I was getting to yeah.
0: we're just gonna leave Justin Herbert on the list
1: no, I think we should take Mahomes.
0: I I disagree. You because know, what I was
1: gonna I was gonna give you a I'm reason assuming. why we should. Give I know Mahomes.
0: why you're gonna say we gave him one. We'll give him one. That's exact. That's exactly one. what I was gonna say. I understand. And I was
1: gonna say one more thing because Patrick Mahomes has been the king of the AFC West for a while. We can easily say here that Justin Herbert needs to go and get his crown this, this coming week, and take the sure. crown away from him.
0: Or we can just leave Justin Herbert because, because it, it makes more sense that he didn't lose his position on the list this week. And whoever wins this game will make the compromise as long as neither one of them play like dog crap and win. Whoever wins... Six to three. The spot. Yeah, like, <laughs> maybe they'll both be off the list next week if that happens and we'll put in
1: like Matt Stafford again or something. But Who also let, makes an interesting case there.
0: Yeah, but he also had the, the kind of... Th- all three of them have not been perfect at all times. Uh,
1: no, no, totally. That's why Rogers, like one and two is so easy.
0: Yeah, Rodgers and Brady is a very easy one. Um, but you have a lot of people like uh, like Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford's, Mahomes, Herberts. Uh, that's probably the list right there. Josh Allen could be considered, but they also have up and downs and shaky seasons. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been really as perfect as Brady and Rogers. Yeah, those even are the when they've two. lost. Even when they've lost. It's been like okay, I mean, well, if mean, this, is, they played this, it all this right.
1: is like old like old Gaelic days, like like Brady's the king of England, Roger's the king of France, and Herbert or Mahomes over there, the king. They're the king of some small little fucking village that no one's ever. You're heard. trying too hard, George. You're trying
0: trying way too hard here.
1: Well, it, they're it just third and fourth
0: on the list. Yeah. Congratulations. They're not, they're
1: not very big, good Kings. No, no, but really.
0: Instead of giving you a medieval time, let me give you today's times. They're the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, and the other guys are third and fourth.
1: <laughs> same All right, example. whatever. Yeah, same example, but i was, I just putting it in more medieval. Tom Brady is
0: like he is Madison Square Garden in – Aaron Rodgers is like he's Yankee Stadium, and the others are the Met Stadium.
1: City feels a nice place. I heard. Okay, the others are MetLife. Ooh, <laughs> out in East Ruther- Rutherford. I always I can never say that right. East Rutherford. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm cool putting Mahomes on there because he maybe has to go get killed.
0: No, no I already wrote Herbert, bro. We can't change the list now. All right. Because you're you're you really believe that it's Herbert, and I don't really believe it's Mahomes. I just gave it to him because I know he's better than Justin Herbert. He's just struggled a couple games this week. Oh, but I we'll by the way, I Herbert agree with you there. When,
1: he is better when he Mahomes, is a better quarterback.
0: Yeah, and when Mahomes wins this week, and I play Justin Herbert in Kansas City, aka Los Angeles. Cause it's gonna be a home game for oh, the Chiefs, basically. Was, you like that I one? i was so confused. Yeah. I was like, "What <laughs> is he in Kansas City, about- A.K.A. Los Angeles?" Then we'll be like, "Fuck, I guess Patrick Mahomes on that list." So right, we'll see seven. how it works out. All right. Well, that's our uh, Stooges and Kings. We have Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Cam Newton as Stooges, as George would say. What would you say?
1: Oh. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence. You're a stooge. That's how I write it, it on the is. website. And, and we I have write, Aaron Rodgers. All hail to the king, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady and Justin. All hail to the king, Tom Brady.
0: And Justin Herbert.
1: Eh, some people hail to Justin Herbert. Not, not the most like promising king.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's whatever. He's the leftovers. Let's. Well, wait. that's Thursday night football you said, by the way.
1: Yes, Thursday Night Football is a great Thursday Night Football game. Hmm. Okay, got to admit,
0: pretty exciting. Pretty exciting.
1: Uh,
0: Is there any other exciting games this week before we move on to NBA?
1: Yes, Saturday we got a a matchup of two playoff teams in the AFC, the Patriots at the Colts. Both teams are – I think the Patriots are the three seed right now and the Colts are the six seed. And favored. No. New point. England's the one seed in the AFC, yes. and the Colts are the sixth seed. And the Colts are favored by two and a half points. Three yeah, one of place. my favorite bets of a week, to be honest with you. I The this Colts? Is the of, yeah, this is the one of the only type of teams that can give New England a problem, a team with this good of a running game in Jonathan Taylor, because the Patriots haven't been the best team at stopping the run. So if they can keep ball control, I think they can win at home.
0: I would usually just bet against you here just for fun because I, I think the Patriots are going to win, but I'm strongly rooting for the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. And as nobody gives a damn, I'm in my, I'm going to say it still, no one cares about my fantasy football, but I have Jonathan Taylor and I need him for this playoff matchup in fantasy. So like for the first time, I actually, a Patriots Colts game, I usually would have no dog in the race, but this time I'm like, I just want Jonathan Taylor to play well. And most likely if he has a really great game, that means the Colts are winning
1: true. That's very true.
0: So that's what I'm rooting for.
1: All right. And I have one more thing to add here. Oh, go ahead. Well, I no, want to say something about the Saturday it. game. Still
0: Browns Raiders. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield now tested negative as well. Tested positive for coronavirus. Yes. Um, NFL just came out and said they are not going to postpone the game. Um, okay. they thought about it because I think the Browns have almost their entire offensive line, a couple of players on the defense and now Baker Mayfield with COVID. Um, the Raiders are favored on the road in Cleveland. That would not happen if it wasn't for this Raiders team has been a mess. If this COVID outbreak didn't happen, Vegas would not be favored on the road in Cleveland. God hates Cleveland.
1: I mean, that's been (laughs) a known thing for a long time.
0: It's a known thing. This is their opportunity. They just beat the Ravens with snuck by, even though almost God hated Cleveland again. Um, And now they might lose their quarterback and a bunch of people, at least the good thing for them, a guy like Case Keenum, if, unless he has COVID too somehow, uh, he could win a game like this against the Raiders. Yeah. So but they might no,
1: there. but with no offensive lineman, no Jarvis Landry, and no tight end, I, it's kind of hard. It's so Nick ridiculous. and this Nick COVID's Chubb too, good. right? Nick Chubb tested positive too.
0: I don't even know anymore.
1: To be honest, there's a lot of players. Oh, and and their coach Stefanski has tested positive as well. This is getting ridiculous. All right. Uh, my one thing I want to add, I want Sammy. You know me. I hate asking people to be fired. But I want to fire someone right now. Whoever is in charge of primetime games in NFL, how the hell are you giving me Sunday Night Football last week with the Bears, and then following it up with Monday Night Football this week with the Bears? I, I, I'm I'm appalled. I don't need to watch the Bears on primetime two weeks in a row. Fair. I don't want to do it, and this is after having to watch them on Thanksgiving. Like it's enough. City of Chicago, all the love to you, but this is bullshit.
0: Mm. I can't really say anything to be honest. I'll tell you why: it's a Monday night game. Can't change Monday night games. That's what it is. They
1: could have whoever didn't flex, can't flex them out Monday night, night games. No, who didn't flex them out last week on Sunday night football should be arrested.
0: Okay, that's a different story. I'm just saying Monday night. Don't mind it. That's what the schedule says. Also, Chicago Bears, one of the highest. Uh, one of the most famous franchises in football. So, um, I'm actually going to take the opposite stance on this one, George. It's
1: fine. You're really excited to watch these that game. Yeah, actually, okay, Vikings
0: cool. Bears. That's a pretty good game. What I'm not excited to watch is Sunday Night Football Saints Buccaneers because you could throw in the Ravens Packers there instead, which would be much more exciting.
1: True. Um, and that's Seahawks Rams.
0: Seahawks Rams. Even though Seahawks seem down, that you know that's going to be a decent game. 49ers-Falcons is actually a playoff game, basically. like They're fighting for the last
1: Steelers-Titans.
0: I have a better one. Eagles-Washington was the other one I was going to say. It's also fighting for that last seed. There are about four games that are potentially fighting for a playoff spot uh, on the schedule, and they're giving us Buccaneers Saints. I know Fair Tom enough. Brady. They're 11-point favorites. I know Tom Brady and the Saints are going to beat the Saints. Come on.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: As Chris Berman would say. Come on, man. Thank you. You
1: knew what I was going for. I was kind of nervous there wasn't Chris Berman said that. I don't All know right. if it's Chris Berman. It's on ESPN. So. Yeah, me too. That's why I was like, come on, man. I'm
0: not sure. I'm not
1: sure. Well, is that what we got for NFL? Yep. Let's uh, Trying to think if there's anything else. So I want to tell everyone, no one cares about your fantasy football match, but I do, Sammy. I do. I'm rooting for you. I got last place. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you've already heard about my team, but I'm rooting for you, so I wish you luck. I, I wanted to make sure And there's
0: some real money in this league what's the winner get two thousand like
1: two thousand dollars
0: that's some real money a lot that's of people real money yeah. put a couple hundred bucks on fantasy so i'm pretty hyped if i can get this win at least honestly i'd love to get third place at least and just get my money back or second place isn't bad but i gotta i'm the, I'm the sixth seed i'm the last seed in the playoffs so i gotta sneak by the three seed this week um and that's about all i'm gonna say i'm rooting for jonathan taylor to have a good game that's all I got because at the end of the day nobody else cares uh but just root for Jonathan Taylor and I, I'm sure a lot of fancy out there the fantasy owners that are listening to this podcast that have Jonathan Taylor as well
1: because it's, Oh yeah because
0: he's like top 5 in points so yeah, yeah well he's probably not top 5 in points but top 5 non quarterback in points absolutely We have NBA time. All righty, George. We have the king, the jack, and the joker. And for those that maybe are your first time listening, if it is somehow, the king is the best player of the week or your king award of the week. Let's just say king award. Your jack is the young player. We made the decision. It's third year in the NBA or less to be a jack or the prince, as we like to call it. And the joker is the joker. You don't even have to explain it.
1: No, don't don't really need an explanation
0: there. He's a clown. So, all right, let's start off with the Kings.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to start off with the King and I'm going to make it really short. I put Steph Curry as a King this week, and I told you before the podcast, I thought we weren't going to start off with a topic on Steph. I just wanted to acknowledge him as an all time three point King. I don't think he's had the best uh, week out of everyone in the NBA, obviously. I think the guy that you are about to say as your king actually has had the best week in the NBA. You could have just said the
0: name; it's not a big deal. Uh, I know nobody's. I know. I know nobody's on the edge of their seat to hear who my king is of the week. Uh, it was nice of you to put Steph Curry over LeBron James there, but uh, George, gave, George gave Steph the king moment of the week.
1: Basically, like that's, that's basically the king moment is. of the week. That's the best way to put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it broke a crazy record. And you know, there might be a week where in two years where LeBron breaks all time scoring record. But he didn't have the best week of basketball. I might put him as the king, just because I will put congratulations. him. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. it's it a congratulations.
1: It. It's a lifetime uh, achievement award.
0: <laughs> I, I put LeBron as my king because the man was on a mission to like show everybody. He goes through these phases, right, in regular seasons, and he's doing it right now, where he's like putting up Instagrams like y'all thought I was done. He's like blocking people with his head at the rim, like in mid plays, you know, putting up 30, 11 and eight, and then 32, six and 12, 33, this and this. And they're up to, I think the six seed now or almost at the five seed. I think they're at the five seed actually. Right.
1: I believe mm-hmm. um, five or six, six, yeah, seed whatever right it now. is. Yeah. But they, they're on,
0: they're, they have a winning record again when everybody thought it was disastrous. Um, and we'll get to that more because I I know we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook on this list, and uh, the Lakers are rolling a little bit more now, and it's it's but it's mostly because of LeBron James. Um, actually, it's primarily because of LeBron James, and he's just in that mood to show people he's like the best in the NBA again. And I, I don't, yeah. I, it happens randomly in 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 the regular season all the time.
1: Yeah. It also could be slightly because the last two games, I mean, they're two and one in two and one in the last three games. And the two wins are against Orlando and Oklahoma city. So I'm going to pump the brakes on the Lakers are rolling, but I think LeBron is rolling, but I have a question for you here. Who is these people? Cause I like LeBron. keeps putting up these Instagram posts. I like LeBron but like, oh, you guys all thought I was washed. Like who thought he was washed? Who's the, who are these people other than skip Bayless who, who actually think he's washed? I mean, there's probably a lot of people that try to say he's washed or not a top like
0: five player in the NBA anymore.
1: It's pretty He's, cool. he's easily top five player in the NBA, always has been. And I, it's never been really debatable. So, I, just to me, like, we, I think it's funny because I'm always like, I just wonder who these people who think he is washed. Cause I don't think anyone, I, but you know, sometimes you make like Jordan used to do this. They'd make these like fake controversies in their head to go and have something to go prove. Like they, you know, pick a fake fight. Have fake beef just to like help motivate them, and I don't know if that's what LeBron's doing. I would You're do wrong it. about this,
0: George. You're wrong about this 100%. The, I guarantee you, there's somebody that's listening to this podcast that thinks LeBron's not top five in the NBA anymore.
1: Okay, I, not top five, top six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But that's what he, he was means washed? by
0: washed king. Like, that's what he means. Like, if you're the best player ever or the second best player ever, but like you we were talking about Jordan and LeBron, right? right. If Absolutely. anybody considers you not the best right now at what you're doing and you know you're somewhere near the best, you take offense. And I think that's where he's like... It's like Tom Brady where it's like, you thought I was done. Like, everyone... People were like trying to say he's done in New England, right? Because he threw the pick six to end. He wasn't having as good of a year. Right. He was still pretty decent. But people were trying to say, like, oh, he's never going to be the same again. He comes back and wins the Super Bowl the next year, right? Like, you thought I was done.
1: I guess that makes sense the way he... If you're looking at it that way, I just... They're I guess sometimes I things lit- literally that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's he's making up fake controversy in his head. That's what it is. It's not fake controversy. that's
0: like, like saying Tom Brady's taking fake controversy when people thought he was kind of done. He was kind of done. He didn't win for he was had a bad average year in new England and he heard the noise like, oh, maybe he's never going to be the same again. That's not fake controversy. It is. He was, people talked about it. It was a truth that they lost mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs in Foxborough. Through a pick six. Same with LeBron. He lost in the first round for the first time. So yeah. it's like they're very similar, him and Tom Brady, what happened last year and then for two years ago for Tom Brady and last year for LeBron. And as a competitor, if you're top five at what you do and people think you're falling out of that, you take offense to that as in like, you know, I'm not washed anymore. LeBron's washed mm-hmm. is different than, I don't know, like,
1: Harrison Vera Josh. Right? Okay, I, yeah. Different as levels washed. That's just a different way of I look at it too. So like I just look at it differently. And I think it is – personally, I just think it's fake controversy in his head, which Michael Jordan was known to do, which Tom Brady I think does. I think sometimes as a competitor, you pick these fake battles and they motivate you. And I think everyone does it. Even Steph Curry does it. I don't think – that's how I look at it. Like sometimes it's like that person say that thing to me really wasn't a big deal, but I'm going to use that as fuel. Not not motivation fuel. That's all.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think you take things too literally, George.
1: <laughs> okay, I, uh, <laughs> it's like hey. when
0: people use the okay. Don't gotta be offended by it. I'm saying. I'm not, you take oh, things I'm too totally literally. not like offended like by it. When uh, when people <laughs> talk about the goat conversation, I was like, you can't say he's the goat. Like, well, they don't mean he's literally the greatest of all time. True. They mean like he's one of the greats doing it. Like, yeah, I think when LeBron says "Washed King," he knows people aren't thinking that. He can't play in the NBA anymore. Right. He just means that I am. Like you thought I was not still at this level. I'm still at this level. Same thing with Tom Brady. Like you thought I was not capable of like mm-hmm. winning a Super Bowl anymore. Oh, I'm capable. Let me show cool. you.
1: Yeah. I'm just a literal guy. That's all. And Sometimes, I'll, and
0: I'll... Not really. Only when it comes to little sports, things like that, you're literal. With a yeah, lot of but... things, you're actually very loose and not literal. So it's very interesting that this is, it's the, it's sports analogies, like little things like washed up or goats. It's like the sports, uh, what are they like? uh, What would those be called? Like one word.
1: God, there's a word for it.
0: Innuendos? No. I I was, that's what
1: I was thinking. It's definitely not innuendo because like it's more of an analogy, I would say, or like an acronym. Goat's an acronym, but I mean, washed king is not. Wash
0: isn't. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know. We all know. Everyone knows what what we're taught.
1: Everyone knows what we're talking about, though, so it's, we don't have to explain it too much more.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know how to spell. I was going to look at what an indiendo means or whatever it's called, but I don't even know how to spell it, so it doesn't even matter.
1: If you don't know how it's, to spell it, it really doesn't matter. That's one thing. Or one probably that also means we don't know the definition.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: that's the one thing in life I've learned. If you don't know how to spell it, it really doesn't matter.
0: Well, or you don't know <laughs> what it means. One of the two. I don't know what that was you're laughing that was the weirdest like I don't even know what that was trying to <laughs> like I was I don't know who you think... were trying to imitate by doing a creepy like
1: uh, <laughs> no, uh, I was like, just thinking like... of like a bumper sticker on a car like like you know like a lady driving like sorry if you drive like a Subaru hatchback here but like, like a Karen you know, is what you're talking about Yeah and she has like a bumper sticker on a car if you don't know how to spell it it doesn't really mean much like, oh, cool!
0: <laughs> that's some classic thing you'd see driving through, like San Francisco.
1: Like, wait, what does that even a soccer, mean? I'd be mean, a
0: soccer mom just in the middle. There's a soccer mom in in the suburbs?
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, and, and you literally read the quote. You're like, what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I just didn't like. I didn't like your impersonation. It made me feel weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought that's the funniest shit
1: ever. But I want to sell a T-shirt. If if you don't know how to spell it, it probably doesn't mean anything. New merch. Oh, sorry about that. Right, you want to go to your Jack as I, as I get my thoughts. I do back. George? You know, if you
0: listen to this podcast, everyone knows George eggs them on just so long. Sometimes the same. That was the same joke for, for the three minutes, and yes. I, I like it though because that could that could be t-shirt worthy.
1: It, it is t-shirt worthy.
0: The Jack for me this week is a Warriors player. And his name is Jordan Poole. He is um, in his third season. I checked very specifically. He's averaging 17 points a game now. Um, he's averaging 17.9. So almost almost 18 points a game. Wow! Um, and, you know, he's shooting 34% from three, 57 from the field in general with three assists and three rebounds a game. And he's helped the Warriors kind of, fill that clay void in the meantime and be as good as they are. And uh, he is going to be really lethal for this team. I believe when clay comes back and he is right now, he's scoring 18 points a game, playing against starters in the starting lineup for the warriors. When he's coming off the bench, he's going to be, you know, who's going to, what's that guy's name from Utah? Why am I blanking?
1: Jordan Clarkson.
0: Yeah, sorry. He's going to be Jordan Clarkson like level. Um, same first name. That's why I was really struggling. Uh, wow, yeah. Putting up 20 points off the bench and being like a sixth man of the year candidate. And he's only in his third year. Um, and I think he's kind of become like an extremely valuable part of the Warriors. I mean, Clay Thompson was tweeting about that. He thinks he should get all-star votes because of how good he's been. And he's been their second best player, basically.
1: Right. Offensively. I mean, Draymond's been their second yeah. best player, but not, not offensively. I mean, Draymond's probably their worst starter offensively. Yeah, and Draymond's confusing, but yes, you know
0: what I meant. They're second yeah, yeah, most no, important like, on offense.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that's a really good one. I really like that. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to a young stud mm-hmm. on who hasn't given much playing time for the Warriors, but I really do want to say I do enjoy watching Jonathan Comango play basketball, and I think he's going to be very, 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 very good as a pro. He'll be all right. I think so.
0: I don't, I, don't I, if, I don't know if I'd go very, very, very good, but I think he's. I yard. think
1: he will be a multiple time All Star in his career. Yeah, we'll see about that. Like a Glenn Rice, like not a superstar, but like made three All Star teams. You know, Glenn Rice won an All Star Game MVP. Fun fact. All right, so my fact. yeah, my prince is uh, Franz Wagner, Wagner for the Orlando Magic. Um, here's my reason, because I'm never probably going to ever talk about him again the rest of his season. and He's not having the best rookie season out of all rookies, but he is having a great season. 14 points, four boards, two assists a game, but this week he's had, bit, had the best week of his career and the best week scoring-wise for any rookie. Five for 10 shooting against the Kings for 19 points, six boards, four assists, followed by 80% shooting against the Clippers for 20 points, Followed by 20.7 boards against the Lakers on 45% shooting and 40% from three. He has shot four for four, six, six for 11 from three in his last three games. Wagner, you're not the best rookie, but you're a great pick for the Magic. And I just want to kind of highlight him because I don't think I will ever speak about him the rest of this season. And you're better than your brother, Mo Wagner.
0: Mo Wagner. <laughs> He's better than him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's Wagner. Better I think Mo Wagner might have been drafted just as high almost. He was like the tenth pick in the draft. I thought I felt like Mo Wagner was almost better in college too. Uh, too. Mo Wagner actually ended up going twenty fifth in the draft, but
1: never really played well. Yeah, not well enough. Wonder, do you even know what team he's on? No, I was trying to look that up here without making clicking too many buttons on my he's on, on the, the Orlando
0: Magic as well.
1: Oh, brothers on the Magic. Wow.
0: He's actually averaging eleven minutes a game, so they're playing together. It's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. We need to get the Wagner brothers on two brothers stock in sports.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh today we saw that uh the NFL also like kind of put teams together, like Seattle Seahawks is Canada's team, and then Germany had a bunch of team. The Orlando Magic are definitely Germany's team now.
0: They have to be. I mean, well, well
1: for now. I mean, it used to be the Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> but I don't know if there's a like any more Germans on the Mavericks or not. Probably not, George. (laughs) Probably
0: not. Oh, Mo Wagner it is. Uh, And the Joker. Go ahead. I I, want
1: to go with my Joker first because you have a Joker. You said that's really good. And I've been really thinking of it. I still can't figure it out. So I'm just excited about your Joker. So we're going to wait on it. It's not that exciting, but uh, I feel you. Okay. Well, my Joker is my favorite Joker in NBA history. And that is... The one and only Russell Westbrook. And here's why, Sammy. Sure, the Lakers have won two out of three games, but they lost the two wins, the Magic, and his former team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, here's the thing with Russell Westbrook. In his last three games, um, you know, we we do this weekly, he has had against the uh Memphis Grizzlies nine points. On 33 percent shooting, then had eight points, and he followed off a nice 19.7 board, five assist against the magic. But my problem is during all this time, now there's trade rumors that are saying that they want to trade him. It just and there's part of those trade rumors are one, they said he's they're not happy with his ability of cutting. Um, look, you learn cutting at like age 10 in basketball. I guess he hasn't really learned that, and um, they're not happy that he's not committed on the defensive end. And uh, he doesn't want to set enough screens for LeBron. Um, He's going to be gone. He's the Cam Newton. uh, You've said it before. The Cam Newton of the NBA. And that's what he is. If he went and played for the Orlando Magic this year and put up stats, he'd probably will them to the playoffs. He's that good. But when you're trying to make him the second or third best player on the NBA championship team, he doesn't work. And I think they're going to ship him out of the Los Angeles Lakers. And if they don't, I might be wrong. But he's my joker of a week. I just fell asleep during that monologue, George. You know
0: why? Good morning, sunshine. I fell asleep during <laughs> that monologue because this is ridiculous. Russell Westbrook, I told you this before the podcast, I believe. Last 11 games, he's averaging 20 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, shooting 50% from the field and 37% from 3, and they're mm-hmm. 7 and 4. Fun fact, he's been shooting, I think, in the last month or the last two months potentially it was, higher 3-point percentage than Steph Curry. Cool. Um he's actually starting. No, it's not cool, good for him. It's actually he's playing really good basketball right now. Now, these rumors about him being traded, as you know, could be completely nothing and not true as well. Very, very true. There's uh, that that
1: is very true.
0: There is a big aspect to that. That's that's a possibility. Now, I think the reason I would not put him as my joker is number one, the stats I just said. Russ Westbrook over 11 games shooting almost 40% from three mm-hmm. and they're seven and four and he's playing. He's not doing his 30, 10 and 10 thing. He is 28 and seven. I think that shows he's not just looking for the rebounds or for this. I think mean, he's trying to play team basketball and LeBron's probably teaching him a little bit. Um, my thing is with him is okay. Trade rumors makes him a joker. Well, I think the thing that we'd need to consider maybe in this scenario is a guy like Westbrook right now, when he's a little bit aged and yeah, it's maybe a little harder to win with him than most superstars. Anybody outside the names of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Jokic, maybe Devin Booker, and maybe like two or three other people that are Giannis, two or three other people that are young right now, or just like superstars would be included in trade packages as well, as long as you're getting something great in return, right? Yes, yes, of course. So I think that's where it gets hard. Even even guys like Damian Lillard, who's in no way, shape, or form like playing bad or isn't good enough, he would be traded if Portland got the right thing for their future mm-hmm. um, or the right thing to have a better chance at winning, which whatever it is, you know what I mean? So I just think the hard thing with Westbrook, and I think this is the hard thing about playing with LeBron, if you're playing with LeBron and you're not one of the top 10 to 12 players in the NBA, a.k.a. a Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Anthony Davis, even like a Kevin Love. Even Kevin Love was in a lot of trade rumors, too. Mm-hmm. If you're not a top 10 player playing with LeBron James, if you're anything below 10 in a role player, there is a strong possibility mm-hmm. at the deadline. I mean, he shipped out Dwayne Wade in Cleveland. Yeah, hey, this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? and that's what I mean. That's why it's not working with. <laughs> Westbrook, because Westbrook's unwilling to change who, he is. He, just okay, won't change who you, he is. You're
0: wrong about that. It's like you're not watching basketball. Right now, he has been good. Like he was bad to start the season. As of the last like mm-hmm. ten games, eleven games, when they've been seven and four, he's been not shooting volume shots. He's actually shooting fifty percent from the field, almost forty percent from three, and he has changed who he is. Now, there's small aspects that are infuriating about Westbrook as always, which is. Maybe the defensive or the cutting or the screens, yeah. But he has changed. That's what I
1: mean about changing. Because I mean, for Maybe them to be successful, he has changed
0: his volume. Like when it oh, comes, oh, volume, to, I'm yeah, just yeah sure. Hold the ball, yeah. The turnovers.
1: Yeah. Well, so, but expensive. nobody
0: changes for everything. You know what I mean? Right. That's where but
1: they want him to be a role player or a hybrid role player. And then when LeBron's on the bench, have the ball in your hands, and he's useless unless he has the ball in his hands. And that's my point with changing. He's useless, literally, with the ball's not in his hands.
0: I can't wait for the Lakers to go on a run, and everyone's just—I think they're it's not going work. to. I think
1: it's—it's it's yes, literally they not. They're seven happen.
0: and four in their last eleven. That's pretty damn good. They've been climbing those standings. So it's like it's like it's like saying something that's just not true when you say they're not going to. Like they're already mm-hmm. playing better basketball. There's no denying that this team has been playing better yeah. than.
1: This a is what weeks they ago. are. I think this is what they are. They're fifteen and thirteen right now. They're a slightly above five hundred team with Russell Westbrook. That's where they are. They're about the fifth or sixth best team in the West, maybe the fourth. And that's about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're two games out of the fourth spot. If the Lakers are fourth in the East or fourth in the West, Mm -hmm. I think that shows they're probably fine. Like that's how I see it. I mean, it's, I mean, they're, they're playing better. They have a better record than the nuggets and teams like the blazers and teams like the, like the Timberwolves are all young guys. like, they're, they're fine. That's how I see it. But I think at the end Fair of the enough, day, with so Russell good. Westbrook, he's not a long-term solution, of course. And I think he can be traded. If you get somebody like Ben Simmons, even though I don't know if Ben Simmons is the solution for the Lakers, hmm. th- okay, sure, the Lakers are going to consider that, right? Because it's a young guy. That They'd probably maybe...
1: consider him for Buddy Heald.
0: Because it's a better fit, not because right. he's a better player.
1: Most Yeah, teams yeah a better fit, better player. That. Oh, totally, totally. Most teams wouldn't. You know, and that's yep, why yep. I, think, I think Sacramento with Russell Westbrook would make a run into the playoffs. I think Russell Westbrook is a really good number one. Like a really good. There's only like a handful of guys in the league better as a number one player than Russell Westbrook. I just don't think when you're asking him to be the number three that it's going to be successful. That's all. I feel that. I mean, at the end of the day, we can come to this conclusion, George. Mm-hmm.
0: I think this can be fair. Instead of making Russell Westbrook the joker, Let's just put Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook because Anthony Davis is also letting LeBron down is a little that, bit. Is
1: that your joker? No. Oh, so, okay. But no, I'm not. Letting, uh, he is he, letting him down, but I, I consider Anthony him
0: Davis. Too. Listen, if Anthony Davis was playing, tried harder, and was Anthony Davis, I think it would mask some of the Russell Westbrook, too. Anthony Davis, just, just he's playing fine statistically and stuff, but he's still getting nicked up all the time. And just mm-hmm. doesn't it feel like he's just not there? Yeah. When you watch the games, oh, I don't God. feel like he's on the court.
1: Dude, that's why sometimes, especially in the NBA, stats fucking infuriate me. Because like, Anthony Davis, 24 and, 24 and 10, he does that in his sleep. Yeah. But and even when and he you know how he's try. doing it? He's like shooting elbow jump shots. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Flow of the offense, hit it. Oh, got a couple of rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's not playing basketball. Yeah. And then like, oh, fourth quarter comes. like, It, it doesn't
0: even feel like he's on the basketball court. It feels like it's LeBron and Westbrook and some supporting cast, and Carmelo exactly. Anthony plays better in the fourth quarter than Anthony Davis. Like, come on, he up. really does. All right, but well, time for your Joker. I'm, I'm, I'm my, anxious. My, my Joker, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a shitty topic, but <laughs> my Joker
1: is the coronavirus.
0: All right, that's a <laughs> shitty topic. Yeah, it's just not a shitty topic. In not a shitty topic,
1: like, but no, I know, no, no, I don't mean it's a shitty it's topic. It's like, shit. Crap it sucks. It sucks. It Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, um, because it's
0: actually taking over not just the NBA, but the so NFL the, now.
1: So you mean it's the king? It's dominating. No, it's a joker because it's a piece of shit.
0: OK, so Good For scat, example, even now, volume. the Toronto Raptors uh, have reduced to 50 percent capacity. And I, I saw a tweet from Legion Hoops. And it was, you know, this is 2020 all over mm-hmm. again, starting right? Like we, we have the, the Chicago Bulls game postponed eight players on the COVID list. I think yesterday, Dwight Howard, Malik Munn, Devin Chinso, whatever his name is, um, eight players on the Nets, eight players on the Bulls. They almost postponed the Nets game. They've postponed like multiple games now. Um, and and venues are starting to reduce capacity. All of Canada is reducing yeah. capacity for sports. Um, it's, it's All the shit's happening now. And then you have in the NBA, multiple testing methods coming now. They're talking about it today to increase testing. Mm-hmm. Um you have NFL outbreaks, all this stuff. So when I when I say COVID's a joker, it's because it's ruining sports again. Or it's going to start to ruin sports again. I mean, you have a Chicago Bulls team that was like one of the hottest teams in basketball. Eight guys out, postponing right. games, and then when they come back, they're going to have to fill in roster spots. The Nets missing eight, or we're missing like enough eligible players for a game. Basically, have to bring up people from the G League. Uh, if COVID ruins another season. It's the ultimate Joker,
1: right? And you know, the um, last thing—I mean, you, I don't have anything to add here because, like, it obviously sucks, and you said everything that needs to be said. But the funny thing about the, it is, it is like the Joker. It sometimes in in actual card playing is a wild card, and yeah, COVID All right right, right now is is the wild card.
0: Yeah, I guess that that's the thing with our Joker. It's like it can be the Joker, like a clown, clown or it can be like literally, it's the wild card. It, but right. in this case, it's both. Cause it's a fucking yeah. clown. It's a piece. Of, I hate it. I obviously hate what. Oh, in the NBA, hot, has
1: that, its that's fast. that's a hot take. You don't like uh, COVID,
0: like Omicron, whatever fuck it's called. There's the first case in the NBA now too. So yeah,
1: the Omicron, not the Omicron, anything but the Omicron. I just like the word. It's so hard to um, say. Okay.
0: Yeah, Omnicron, the Super Mario Bro COVID variants coming next. And we got all this crazy shit. Uh, if they ruin my sports again for a year, I, there's no. I, I, oh, what I what will be say. upset. I'll beat it up. I'll beat them up, stupid COVID. That's the shitty thing. It's like with stuff like this, it's like with athletes, you can get mad at athletes. Like, I swear to fucking God, we're going to trade Westbrook if he does this more. It's like, this is a fucking like virus. Like there's nothing yeah. anybody could use no one you can be mad at. It's like that's what's so shitty about it.
1: Yeah, there's like, literally nobody you can be mad at. Nothing you can do. Just It's just one of those stuff.
0: where you put your head down like, oh, I guess this is life now."
1: I know. It's it's horrid, but what can you do? Really, nothing.
0: I just want to give one more shout out before we move on from the NBA. I want to give a shout out to Chris Paul.
1: Okay. Um, I like that. The
0: Suns have been fucking rolling even without Devin Booker. Um and I had a theory today. so I need you to hear this one carefully.
1: All right. I'm ready for it.
0: Not even, a th- I don't know if it's a theory or just like a thought, whatever. Chris Paul and Steph Curry in my, in my, like, let's say my, by, by, by my lifetime, I don't mean like 93 and on. I mean like yep. 2005 and on, right? Like mm-hmm. the last 10, 15 years of watching basketball. Steph Curry and Chris Paul to me are like the two guys that I feel like. Are the most impressive. Mm -hmm. Obviously, LeBron's like the most impressive accolades and size. But I was today before I almost every day actually before I go either do cardio, go lift at the gym. I usually go to the basketball court and like warm up for 15 minutes just to get jumpers up, get my sweat rolling. I try Mm -hmm. harder on the basketball court shooting by myself than I do on a treadmill, anyways. And so I was like just doing different things, right? Yep. And the two things that I was trying were really deep threes. Like in step back threes and like, oh, can I make this? Can I make that? It made me think of Steph Curry. And the second thing I attempted to do because I can't dunk like LeBron, I can't, I don't have the speed or athleticism. Second thing I did was the move that Chris Paul did against the Blazers to set it overtime. I would drive to the hole, like do a little like mini step back or like a you know like a quick stop and pop shot that like with the fade away that anybody who's five nine to six two needs to do if you're playing pickup basketball, whatever it is. And I, and I just feel like Steph Curry and Chris Ball are these two undersized guys that are so fucking good at what they do. Like Chris Ball is one of the best passers in the history of the game. He's going to be in one of the top three or four uh, uh whatever, yeah. in the history of the NBA. But that's something everybody, every size, every shape can do, just like Steph Curry. He's a great shooter, every size, every shape. Can do and like those mm-hmm. two guys are just like when I was shooting around at the gym today, I was just like, "Wow, I'm literally doing things that like basically those guys do." Because Chris Paul and Steph Curry don't even dunk in games; they literally mm-hmm. do what an average person would do in like a pickup basketball game.
1: All right, you're the forgetting Alan game. You're forgetting about Allen Iverson. Awesome Allen
0: Iverson was in a dunk contest, George. You can't forget, even though he's small. Allen Iverson was extremely athletic. Used to dunk on people in games. Yeah, the crossover, the speed. Those are things some people can't do. Chris Paul and Steph Curry don't even dunk in games. They they specifically, I guess, specifically do things. How about Steve literally... Nash? Yeah, that's another one. I didn't... That's another that's, one, that's maybe. Another Phoenix Sun. Actually, I'll add Steve Nash to that.
1: All right, cool. No, I like it. It's true, though. You're right. It It is because it's more about skill than athleticism with all three of those guys. Even though they're all athletic. Don't get me wrong. They have athleticism.
0: Yeah, and Steve Nash is really like what? six four.
1: Yeah, so it's Steph Curry. All right, Chris Paul,
0: only one on the list.
1: Yeah, maybe Maybe that's the most <laughs> impressive one, though.
0: Yeah, he's like six foot flat, right? Exactly. Oh man,
1: oh. I like that. That's a good, good, uh, nice little take there. Are you ready for some uh, for the last segment of a day? Oh, I am. All right. So it's Christmas time for those of you. Before we
0: get to that, I'm so sorry. We have to say,
1: for those listening
0: to this, this is also going to be posted as a bonus episode. And we're going to be doing this, a random topic at every episode. Um, And so if you're listening to this by itself, this is from our episode earlier this week, NBA, NFL oriented as well. But this is being posted as a bonus episode, which we will do every week. So if you're listening to the full episode or the short one, just know this is, Posted separately as well later in the week.
1: All right, perfect. Um, well, welcome in to this is from BuzzFeed. I'll, I'll give credit to them for these great questions, and it's titled "This is from 2017, by the way." Let's fight about these 13 controversial Christmas questions. Time to settle these debates once and for all. Some are very controversial. Some I don't think are so controversial. Um, I'll get it started. You ready, Sammy? Oh, I'm always ready. All right, question number one. What is the correct choice for a Christmas tree, real or artificial?
0: The easy answer is the the right answer is real. But I think there's a capacity to that, right? Because I know me and you grew up in a household where we had fake trees. And my
1: children will probably grow up in a household where there will be fake trees.
0: Mine will not the whole time. <laughs> but they will for a majority. Uh, I think the right answer is a real Christmas tree if you have some young kids aged 4 to 10, for example. I think for a 4 or 5-year span, for a kid, it's a really cool experience to go pick out a tree, put it in your house, enjoy it, and have that full Christmas experience. Now, once your kids get older, if they want to do it themselves and pick it up and put it in a car and deal with all that, feel free to continue the tradition at home. But I think the right answer for if you have young children that can remember what's going on, I think it's to have a real tree for a few years. But I think I think we can both agree, right? Like hassle-wise, if like, you know, for our parents right now, they have two kids that are 28 and 34. There's no need for them to go through the hassle of a real tree.
1: And I don't think my life is, was like affected by never having a real tree, to be honest with you. Like I, I don't feel like I'm missing out on any like – real christmas experience because i didn't have a real tree
0: well you don't feel that way but you did miss out on a christmas experience like that's not it doesn't matter if it matters or not you did miss out on christmas experience i had a real tree last year at my apartment and that was a christmas experience like it was my first time actually going and picking a tree Mm -hmm. planting it in the in the thing making sure it stays watered vacuuming some pines like just because you don't experience something doesn't mean you didn't miss something, right? It's like I, no, I missed no. out on I missed out on playing hockey. Doesn't mean it was an awful experience to not play yeah. hockey, but I did miss out on a sport.
1: There is a famous saying is you can't miss what you've never had. Okay. So another bumper sticker.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's a dumb one. That's a dumb one. That's a dumb saying because they
1: sell bumper stickers with them.
0: I don't care. They sell bumper stickers with politicians names on. it. I wouldn't put that on my car either. So
1: I would hope not. It's
0: it's a it's a dumb theory because at the end of the day there's I've never had a Christmas in Aspen. That doesn't mean I wouldn't like Christmas in Aspen. It'd be an amazing experience. So sure. yes, there is a there is some missing out to not having your kid go cut down a tree um for mm-hmm. a year. Like I I we have the same parents. We actually did miss out on that experience. But it's something you don't have to experience, but I'm going to give that experience to my kids maybe two, three times. If I have two kids, I'm going to wait till they're like seven and eight years old mm. and like go cut a tree. And if they love it, we can do it for a couple more years. If they don't, why don't we just stick to... We can stick to the... Uh, what is it? Like convenience Artificial over... Artificial
1: convenience over smell. Um, but just to tell experience. you, Sammy, most people do agree with you. The poll ended up with which I thought was going to be way more lopsided, 50, 53% like a real tree, 47 like an artificial.
0: Like is a different term too. I don't want to get into that today. But I mean like you get
1: – Well, the, the question is what is the correct choice for a Christmas tree? So whether like not, 53% agree. That's the correct choice is a real tree. Well, I win. Right. Thank you. So number two – do adults in your family get gifts from Santa? Spoiler alert! If you you can turn it off if you don't know. It's a big spoiler alert right now about Santa. Whoa, 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 right. whoa, whoa!
0: Put put your if you have kids in the car. Pause the podcast.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert coming right now. All right, we're gonna give it five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler alert is done. Santa is not real. It just says from Santa, like you write from Santa. So do adults in your family get gifts from Santa? Yes or no?
0: You can answer this one. I went first last time.
1: All right. I say it's, yes.
0: It's, I'm not on an interview, so.
1: Okay. I say yes. Um, and two reasons. One, it's cool. And number two, you have kids there, right? Like if you, especially if you have kids in the family, like you want the presents all to say from Santa, like Santa left these presents for everyone. Time out. Time out. What's the question? Do adults in your family get gifts from Santa?
0: You just said something completely different, though. You said if you have kids. If you have kids, yes. But if you don't have kids, no.
1: Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I mean.
0: I know, but you said do adults in your family get gifts from Santa? You said yes for the kids. So I'm just saying, like... Our parents don't get gifts from Santa because they have two kids pass through. Right,
1: but like if we were four or five, they'd still have gifts labeled from Santa so like the kids don't get confused. Correct.
0: Yeah, no, no, okay, I, cool. I get that. I'm just saying that that answer has two parts, right? Because it's like yes, yes, if you have kids.
1: Yeah, the answer is 59% yes. No, 59% no and 41% yes.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Because most people wouldn't have gifts from Santa for the adults who are buying the gifts unless yes. they do what you did where are like, oh, I'll just list it as from me. But most parents don't buy themselves gifts while their kids are opening presents. Like our parents never bought themselves gifts.
1: No, but I remember like our parents would write on the gifts. Like they, let's say that uh, our mom got dad a gift on Christmas when we were young enough. She'd label it from Santa. So they like, oh, look what Santa got dad. Like it was like that. Sometimes I don't
0: think she did that every year, though. But I know what you mean. But that's what—that's why I don't think she did it every year. That's why I think I specifically remember as a kid sometimes, like our dad giving our mom a gift, right? Maybe there was one labeled from Santa just as a trick. But that's what I mean. That's why I'm not shocked with the answers.
1: All right. Um, next, which are better, white lights or colorful lights?
0: This one's an easy answer for me. Cause there's no specific place that's being labeled. I'm going to say colored lights. Okay. But okay. on my house, in my tree, well, I prefer to like, if I'm like designing my house, I prefer white lights. I think it's more consistent, classy looking, you know, that's because of our mother. Our mother didn't like colorful lights, but I prefer to go look at colorful lights. Like no one would go to Christmas lighting shows. If it was just white lights, like, like, it's the colors, the experience, the fun. So the answer, I think, is going to be colored lights. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I kind of, like, agree with you here. Uh, I, I'm going to say, but I'm going to go with white lights. I just actually like how they look better. So I'm thinking at, like, a mall, right, or at a restaurant. I, the only place I like colorful lights is, like, in festivals. Like, we went through that one drive through festival. I liked it there, but it was a drive through festival. It wasn't. And that's why I liked it. So I'm going slightly with the white lights. And that's 60% white and 40% color. See, now that's why
0: once again, I think this is like people probably overthinking this. Cause what I just said is exactly what you said, which is mm-hmm. for Christmas festivals color. And that's really what Christmas lights are now for like Christmas lights aren't doesn't matter what a restaurant or a other place does, because that's not like if you're going to eat somewhere during. Christmas, I guess we're not like a Christmas event, right? So it's like it depends if you're talking Christmas events or in general. Because in general, I guess I think a lot of people would say white, because like what we're saying, you like white on your house, or it's more even somewhere, right?
1: But color okay, is like well, the this, more Christmassy thing. I, I think this is more cutthroat than this, Amy. You have to choose one. Which one would it be? Forever, you'll never see the other one ever again. That's how well, I'm.
0: Well, then, but it, it. then it would be colorful lights. Like I mean oh, I okay. for so, my. Yeah, I would
1: go. I would go white lights.
0: You would want your children to grow up to going to Christmas events and never seeing a colorful light in their entire life.
1: There could be. It's only the lights. It it, it's only the lights. There could be other That'd stuff. Be. The reindeer. The, that's just me. I'm just telling you what I like. George,
0: the re, that include that the lights are the reindeer. The reindeers are, would also be white. So, like your kid would never in their life grow up. Ever seeing a colored light Christmas show or a colored Your Christmas tree, that can't would can't
1: miss what they don't have.
0: <laughs> yes, they good actually. All
1: right, this one confused me a little bit, Sammy. <laughs> big bulbs or little bulbs?
0: Uh, Well, I hung big bulbs on our house this year, so
1: I'm going to go with big well, bulbs. Are they big? They seem yeah, kind of yeah. small to me.
0: Those are big bulbs. I mean,
1: like, how about on the tree? Because I'm thinking about it on the tree. I don't think I've ever seen a tree of big bulbs. That's why I was, I was thinking about trees. Are trees considered big bulbs. Are those really considered big bulbs? They're pretty small to me.
0: George, big bulbs don't mean like seventeen fucking. Oh, I don't know. You should bulbs. see the
1: picture they're using on this one. Like, they're pretty damn big. That's why I'm confused. I've never seen that big. On I don't know. Feed. I think I'm just i just the this ones, one's they- being
0: over- overthought here.
1: All right, I think I'm going Little Bulbs. All right, when is it the right time to open presents, Sammy? This is a controversial one. Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas night, or spread them out. I think this one's you first. All right, well, I'm going to eliminate Christmas night and spread them out. It's between Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. I'm going to go Christmas morning and only because i have i feel like in a weird way if you open them on christmas night christmas eve night there's nothing really to look forward to on christmas day as far as like presents and stuff it's kind of like that anticipation you kind of party you hang out christmas eve night and then in the morning you open the presents yeah it
0: also depends on what kind of family you are like if you're right like
1: arab like we are
0: hispanics kind of i think a lot of those people treat christmas eve differently hanging True. out drinking big gatherings uh when we were young we used to do christmas eve a lot uh, but the right answer is christmas day i mean at the end of the day as an adult now i don't care as much because i'm probably getting drunk on christmas eve with family and i'm not gonna wake up that early on christmas day or i'm gonna wake up early but i'm gonna like i don't care if i wake up to open presents i'm probably you know had a long night of having some drinks and other things in my body and i'm right. like all right like whatever but the right answer is christmas day like when i have kids uh, like i want them to open presents on christmas day from santa
1: that's a good one all right if you open your presents on christmas you morning tell me
0: what the vote was
1: oh i cl- didn't or, even click
0: it why are you rushing my guy
1: oh i'm just because the next one's dumb i i, I mean don't worry about it. christmas morning won by a landslide 76 percent wasn't even close yeah i thought this one wasn't even controversial that's kind of like well i was like all right whatever Um, If you open your presents on Christmas morning, what are the rules? I mean, only psychos would do, number one. Open them as soon as you wake up, even if others are still asleep, or wait for everyone to wake up so you can open them together. I mean, unless you're a psycho, this one's like uh, 98% of people are normal and 2% are psychos. Could you imagine just like being that jackass
0: that wakes up in the morning just like – you come down and you're like your brother or sister has opened all the gifts. It's yeah. like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> like I tell you, only a 2% of people are psycho.
0: Yeah, and you gotta remember, like, if you're think about any movie in real life scenario, a five-year-old kid, what's the first thing they do when they wake up on Christmas Day?
1: They wake up everyone else to go open the presents, of course.
0: Yeah, every even movies they sprint to mom of course, and dad's so, yeah. wake up, wake up. Nobody's ever seen a movie where a kid just walks downstairs like. <laughs> Uh, Let me grab my juice (laughs) and my coffee, guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: Fuck mom and dad, dude. I'm about to open these presents. I'm about to go ham on these presents. (laughs) All right. What belongs at the top of a Christmas tree? A star or an angel? This one has me torn. Okay, what belongs? Like a star. Depends on the design. Yeah, but I kind of like the angel more. I always have.
0: I have no answer for this one. I I just want to know what the people have, because for me, this kind of depends on your household, the design, like, you know, our mom put a star on the her tree this year, I believe. But like, she has some angels around the tree and on the tree, I believe. So it's like, it depends. Like, I think it's good to have an angel somewhere. It's all depends on the design. Like, I don't like an angel on a colored Christmas tree, for example. I think it looks like a Yeah, I agree of with
1: that, actually. Um, seventy-eight so well, percent say star, twenty-two percent say yeah. angel. What do you call um a gift exchange when you give someone a joke? A Yankee white elephant. Sp- not, even a, yeah. not
0: even a question. I know. We, I don't even care what the options are. It's a white elephant.
1: Yeah, but do you know what the other one was called? You just said a Yankee swap. Yankee swap. Never heard of that before. Seventy-nine percent go with white elephant. Duh. All right. When is it okay to start playing Christmas music? One. After Wait, one second,
0: can I say one thing about that last one? Yeah, word? if you said Secret Santa, that'd also be a different like another, oh, yeah, that's yeah, like, a different one, but like Yankee Swap's not even in the top two. Go
1: ahead, yeah. Well, I, maybe a different region of a country calls a Yankee Swap and we just don't know it, like, but everywhere I've lived is it's a white elephant. Um, when is it okay to start playing Christmas music after Halloween, after Thanksgiving, only in December, or all year long? I have a very specific answer that's neither one of those. Okay.
0: I will say after Thanksgiving.
1: That's what I said too.
0: um, But let me just say this. Like this year, we put up Christmas stuff like three or four days before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because we were going out of town for Thanksgiving. So Mm -hmm. when we get home from Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, Christmas lights are up. So I was listening to Christmas music when I was putting up Christmas stuff. Yeah. uh, Two days before Thanksgiving. Now – In normal years, that would have been like the day after Thanksgiving. So that's why. Right.
1: So it's it's basically after Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving is the correct answer. And when you're putting
0: up your Christmas lights,
1: basically. Yeah. And and 43% said after Thanksgiving. 42% said only in December. That accounts for 85% of people. Uh, 6% of people must love Jingle Bells because they listen to it all year long. And 9% after Halloween, which I could see that a little bit.
0: Can't can something? I think it would yeah. really fucking suck to listen to Christmas music in February.
1: Me too. That's like that's why I said there's like some weird ass people love Jingle Bells and favorites because
0: I would be kind of disappointed that we're not even close to Christmas. The weather's different. Like you're not getting any gifts, and it puts you in a weird psychological state that like this is this December.
1: Yeah, it's it just it's a mind it's a mind game, bro. Mind game. All right. When opening presents in a group, do you go one at a time or all at once?
0: You know, George, this this one has me deep in my thoughts. I don't really know what I've done in the past.
1: Um, I think you go one at a time. You said in a group because, like, I, I'm
0: not just – that means not just family, right?
1: I, I'm guessing as a family, like, I'm thinking group as in a group as in a family. All right. Then one at a time.
0: All right. You're, you you were muted. I don't know what you're doing. but Yeah. No, no. I think I'm you saying, said yeah. For
1: sure. I'm trying to think like if you're with friends though, do you guys just open it? Like a white elephant. Does everyone just open it or do they go one no, at
0: a time? Well, I feel like you exchange with specific person. It's also one by one. The answer is yeah. one by
1: one. Yeah. All of the time. 65% of people agree. All right. How do you feel about family Christmas letters? They're sweet or they're tacky? Pass. <laughs> What's the All answer? Right. Now, we don't do family Christmas letters. So I yeah, I, mean. I don't do either one. So I just said they're tacky because I don't do it. So anything I don't do, obviously, is dumb because I do only cool things. Just joking. Um, the fifty percent of people said sweet. Fifty percent said tacky. <laughs> All right. Hmm. This is one Sammy's going to be really passionate about. Do the Harry Potter movies count as Christmas movies?
0: Well, I'm not very passionate about this because the answer is no. And I know the majority is going to say no. Um, Slight majority. Okay, well, it's correct.
1: I'm just saying, yeah. Uh,
0: It's not a Christmas movie. It's not intended to be a Christmas movie. And as I know what you want me to say, it's just like Home Alone. It takes place during Christmas time. But for both of those... I mean, what's like? What would you say the main premise of
1: Harry Potter is? Wizardry? Wizards, wizards and shit. No, no, it's not a Christmas movie. Even though during Christmas time, I do like want to watch it. Like, like now thinking about it, like it gives me like this warm feeling. And there was a Christmas uh, book of Chris, not like a Christmas book, but there was a time where like in Harry Potter he spent Christmas with uh, Ron's family. I guess that if you only made a movie about that part, it could be a Christmas movie. But in general, I agree with you on this one. This is not a Christmas movie. It's not even most of it. Ninety nine percent of it is not even based during Christmas time.
0: I don't know if that's true. Like the first one, I think the first one has a majority in the winter. So right, right, but like there's seven of them. I understand, but I think when say Harry Potter, I didn't say Harry Potter two. So I'm thinking. And I said
1: one. all. It said the Harry Potter movies, all of them. Oh, so it's easy. yeah, and fifty nine. Like I, I said,
0: I, I mentioned Home alone. alone. For me, a Christmas movies. Base meaning has to be joyful and during Christmas, obviously. But for me, like a Home Alone, and I'm not the only person that sits on this side, I'm in the minority on this one, but it's the same theory for me. Is the plot of Home Alone is that a child is getting robbed while he's alone at home? That's to me, it's not a Christmas movie, it just takes place during Christmas, which gives it that. Which gives him the ability to make it a Christmas ending and joyful, because if it was just during the fucking winter, not during Christmas, that'd be kind of a dark, depressing theory that a kid's getting robbed while his parents are a different country. So for me, sure. not That's, it's a movie uh, that takes place during Christmas with some Christmas parts to it, just like Harry Potter, right? He might have had a Christmas in there, but um for me, Christmas movie has to be fucking like happy Christmas. Like the, it should be family, no. funny family drama or like funny things that are happening. Not a kid getting yeah. robbed or wizard.
1: Uh, I, I, Home Alone is totally a Christmas movie and we've done a podcast about it. But like saying say, I can see why I can see why you don't think it's a Christmas movie, but um, definitely Harry Potter is not. In our next podcast, we have a list of a bunch of movies that are either considered Christmas movies or on the fence and that we're going to debate about. And I think um most of the time, Sammy, I do go with you and I decide that those aren't Christmas movies, but this one to me is a Christmas is Harry Potter's not Home Alone is. We'll get
0: on, we'll get we'll talk about yeah.
1: this next episode. All right. And last but not least, when when do Christmas decorations come down? Right after Christmas or leave them at least a few weeks up, yes Scrooge. Is that what it says? Yeah.
0: So I was like, there's no way you just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think like first or second week of January.
1: Yeah, that's how I... I I mean, like the sooner the better, like not directly, like at least past New Year's.
0: Yeah, I think anytime after New Year's, but I am not wasting my time off of work or... Whatever it is for most people, right? Like that holiday season, friends in town, family in town. I'm not wasting those five days taking down Christmas lights. No, I'll wait no. till after like, the new year on a weekend where I'm bored and nothing's happening anymore. Yeah. I feel like are-
1: after after the college football playoffs and Rose Bowl and stuff, like if you have some time, go ahead and do it. But definitely no rush. There's just no rush, right? I don't be the guy who leaves it up till February and people are like, dude, like you gotta get your Christmas lights out. It's almost spring training. So like, don't do that. Like pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah. You want them out, but like right. in January, Can you stop relating to it okay. sports.
0: It has nothing. This has nothing to do with sports timing. There's a lot of people out there that put up Christmas lights that don't know what the college football, don't care. That the oh yeah. Yeah. But,
1: but people listening to this podcast mostly. I understand.
0: But the question is for Christmas in general. So the question is, when do you put them up or to take them down? It's after the new year's, but not too long after the new year's. Right. right. Like, I think if I think once you hit like January fifteenth, mm-hmm. probably a little too long, right?
1: Yeah, I think so personally. Yeah. I, I totally think so. I think after January fifteenth, you're a well, not a psycho. Sometimes all, remember, some people travel, like you come back, you don't want to do it right away. So like just before February. Just don't hit February first. Yeah. Before February. That's a good point. Great. And that's the last question on that, uh on that thing. So um Is that yeah. it? Yeah, it looks like for the most part, we agree. Like, Christmas, you know, fun time, a lot of debates. Well, damn.
0: Uh, for the most part, I think there's... Well, actually, a lot of them were close, right? Like, in the 50, oh, 60 yeah. percents?
1: Yeah, some were 50, 60. The one with the letters was 50, 50, writing Christmas letters.
0: What What does that mean? Just, like like, being sweet and writing a letter to your family member, like, I hey think Sammy, that's exactly what it means.
1: I'm going to totally write you a letter this year. Hey, Sammy, thank you so much for being my Christmas spirit.
0: Well, or do they mean like Christmas card? I don't like know. Those? No,
1: no. It says writing Christmas letters to your family. I don't like, know what I'll that means. I'll write
0: a Christmas letter to my child, maybe. So, yeah, that's not
1: weird, but like. I mean, I, there's a Christmas card. It's not a Christmas card, but like, what's a Christmas letter?
0: I don't know. They're, may, they're confusing us out here, George. They're confusing us.
1: Yeah, and then last but not least, I just added this question. Um, <laughs> do you have a hookah before or after Christmas Eve dinner? Both. Both. Thank you. 100% relay For
0: those that want to know what that is. We are Middle Eastern, so... Same a bing, a on that
1: one, you had 100% agreement. Of course, of course. Well, I think that's
0: all we got today. Uh... Have an exciting week of football coming up oh yeah saturdays games and sunday games and all this stuff happening and uh man and everybody enjoy the holidays this this is you're either listening to this on our full pod or the bonus pod that i think will come out on friday um either way what do we always ask people to do george share this with a friend right. oh that'd be else. a great
1: christmas present for me you guys want to give me and sammy christmas presents Go copy the link on this and send it to a few friends. Tell them listen to these guys. They talk sports. They're brothers, and they had a really cool Christmas bonus episode. If you're only listening to this bonus part of episode,
0: support our Christmas bonus episode. Support all of them. Do whatever you can. We're just looking for some support for Christmas. That's all we're asking for. That's That's all we're asking. Follow us everywhere at Pod That P O D That uh, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And then if you want to watch these episodes on YouTube, it's YouTube.com/slash the sports on tap, or you can find the whole all our podcasts at sportsontap.com. Uh okay, I think that's all we have, George.
1: That's it, my man. Um, well, Merry Christmas to all, and we'll be back one more time before Christmas.
0: Thanks for listening. And uh, you know what we like to say, G.
1: We always like to say cheers to Christmas and
0: cheers to sports. And cheers to sports, mostly. Because you'll hear Most that all year. Time. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.